In this bulletin, a split emerges between the New South Wales and Federal Coalition on Labor's energy price cap plan. At least four dead after a cyclone in India and in sport, an Olympic-style event launched in Kenya to initiate the Maasai community's young men. The latest SBS News, I'm Marcus Megalokonomos. A split has emerged between the Federal and New South Wales coalition governments over Labor's national plan to cap gas and coal prices. Federal Opposition Energy Spokesperson Ted O'Brien has described the plan as a monster in the making that he is convinced will fail. But New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet says he supports the initiative. The cap will see gas prices limited to a maximum of $12 a gigajoule and coal at $125 a tonne for 12 months to ease bill shock on households. Mr Perrottet says the state government has always been front about their goals for the state and that the federal coalition's anger is a matter for them. We've said very clearly and worked uh, closely with the Commonwealth Government in relation to this issue. Uh, and we are focused uh, on putting downward pressure on household bills across our state. Meanwhile, the New South Wales Teachers Federation says funding for a COVID catch-up program has been cut by the state government, with schools instructed to make up the difference from their own budgets. The COVID intensive learning support program is designed to help students identified as having fallen behind in their education during periods of remote learning. Federation President Angelo Gavrielatos says the Department of Education has instructed principals funding will be provided for one semester. He says schools have been told to find the money for the full year themselves, including from targeted funding pools set aside for students with disability, Indigenous students and those from low socioeconomic backgrounds. Overseas, at least four people are dead following a cyclone that struck India's coastal state of Tamil Nadu. Nearly 10,000 people are living in 200 rescue camps established after the cyclone, with scores of homes damaged by the storm. Chief Minister MK Stalin has already begun to tour the cyclone-affected districts of South Chennai and Injambakkam, where relief is being distributed to survivors. Chennai Corporate Commissioner Gagandeep Singh Bedi says the other challenge is fixing roads. Our challenge is that in the next 12 to 15 hours, we have to clear the roads also of the horticulture waste over there, which more than 25,000 staff of corporation are there in their, in their duty and we are trying to do our best in this regard. Ukraine's president says the eastern city of Bakhmut has been totally destroyed by Russian shelling. Residential houses and infrastructure have been seriously damaged by Russian missile strikes, and authorities say it could be two to three months before electricity is fully restored to the city. Ukrainian Defense Minister Advisor Yuri Sak says Moscow is chasing victory to preserve its military image. In the second half of this year, the Russian army has not had any success on the battlefield. So uh, it is indeed uh, trying to get a success for the sake of success, uh, but the city does not have any strategic uh, importance. Authorities say they believe up to a dozen people remain unaccounted for after an explosion on the English Channel Island of Jersey. Rescue crews have been searching for hours at the block of flats in the suburb of St. Helier in the hope of locating survivors. Chief Officer of Jersey Police, Robin Smith, says he cannot say for sure what has happened to those who remain missing. It's hard to speculate and I wouldn't want to speculate on those sorts of things. There is a, uh, a reality to this, of course, and we should probably condition ourselves to that or at least consider that. But, you know, I'm, I want us to be hopeful in the first instance. 
uh, but there has to be a recognition that we could have more fatalities, of course. Three people have already been confirmed dead after the blast. Telecommunications giant Telstra has apologised to thousands of its customers who had their details published online by the company. In a post on social media, Telstra executive Michael Ackland said the release of names, numbers and addresses of some unlisted customers was an honest mistake, rather than the result of any malicious cyber attack. The company has blamed a misalignment of databases and is working to pull the data from the internet. A growing trend for black market breast milk may be putting babies at risk, prompting Australian researchers to call for the establishment of regulated milk banks. The benefits of breast milk have been expounded for years, with a limited number of milk banks operating across Australia for premature or sick babies. Researchers from Monash University say that if the milk is not stored correctly after its purchase on the black market, there is a risk of bacterial contamination and infectious disease. They also say a lack of proper screening could also mean medications or illegal drugs can be transmitted through the milk. Victorians will be able to travel free on public transport on Christmas Day and New Year's Eve, in a move that the government says will make it easier for families and friends to gather. Public Transport Minister Ben Carroll says Victorians will be able to use metropolitan and regional public transport at no cost from 3am on Christmas Day until 3am on Boxing Day, with services running to a regular Sunday timetable. Boxing Day services will run to a public holiday timetable. On New Year's Eve, travel will be free across the network from 6pm on December 31st until 6am on New Year's Day. To sport. Hundreds of young people from Kenya have gathered at a wildlife sanctuary to participate in the Maasai Olympics. The young people are competing in various games at the Kamana Sanctuary in the foothills of Mount Kilimanjaro near Kenya's border with Tanzania, including spear throwing, athletics and high jump events. Traditionally, boys from the Maasai tribe have been required to fight and kill a lion to prove their bravery and manhood but cultural leaders say this alternative is better. Craig Miller from the Big Life Foundation, who runs the Olympics with the community, says the games have helped reduce the danger to lion population in the area and also has the potential for other benefits. This year we have an enhanced partnership with Athletics Kenya, um, who are here today, and slowly over the forthcoming years we hope to embed it into Kenya's athletic program and use it as a, as a path for talented athletes that generally don't get the opportunity to receive an opportunity to, for training and, and hopefully possibly professional, a professional career. With the latest SBS News, I'm Marcus Megaloconomos.